Hello, and welcome to Play DNA. I'm your host, Damon, and I'm here with Cassandra and Sarah. And we're going to talk about board games. What games did we play this week? We played a couple that we've played before, but it was very long ago. I think we're going to hold off on those for the actual games that we're talking about. <laughs> and we oh, okay. played Bananagrams. Nice. I haven't played Bananagrams in a really long time. Oldie but goodie. Yeah. We played Hearts for my dad's birthday because that's the only game I can actually ever get him to play with me because he always wins. Um, it's not my favorite card game. It's probably at the bottom of the list at this point, but I'll take anything I can get, I guess, because he never plays games. So, Oh. <laughs> I played uh, the Ascension 10th Anniversary Edition, and the art is... I can't tell if it's better. It's certainly more colorful, um, but the original art certainly is uh, unique and has a personality that the new one doesn't have. Ascension is a really cool deck builder, almost like a cross between like Talisman and, I don't know, like a combat version of Talisman, I guess. Sorry, not Talisman. Thunderstone. Oh, I was like, Talisman? Is it goofy? Thunderstone. Okay. Um, it's a little bit like a combat version of Thunderstone where you can actually fight the other players rather than just take things out from under them. Huh. No, that's not true. Never mind. You can't really fight it. It's really hard to fight other people. It's like the smallest part of the game. So really, it's just like an alternative kind of thunderstone thing, except instead of having a, a fixed market, it has like a dynamic market. But yeah, I'm going to try it again with all of the expansions as well to see how the game has changed over time. I can't believe it's 10 years old. So I guess I've been playing board games for a really long time uh, <laughs> professionally. That was fun. Cool. Well, I played a new game. I played a couple new games this week. We played Bonsai. This is a, I mean, have you guys talked about this one before? Because I feel like some, maybe we talked about it once or something, but maybe I could just be it remembering incorrectly. Sounds familiar, but I don't, I don't know what it is. So in the game, you're making bonsai trees, which <laughs> that's the name of the game. So, but you're cultivating these bonsai trees. So you're making them into the actual tree. So you get a pot to begin with and it's a tile placement game. So you're placing tiles to make the tree. You can add flowers to the tree and fruit to the tree and you get victory points based on how many flowers, fruit, and like a combination of other things that you have in your tree. And it's really beautiful on the table because everyone's bonsai tree looks different and they're really pretty and colorful. But I think the theme is also integral to the game, which is really cool. Um, it kind of felt like a mix between like, I don't know, that cat laying game. What is that? Calico. Calico. And, and that other tile laying game I like, which is got the animals. I can't remember. Cascadia. Like a, kind of a mix, but then it's got like really cool ways to score points to make your tree look kind of interesting and cool. I really enjoyed it. I gave it an eight right off the bat. And it's like a really just fun tile placement game. If you like pattern recognition and, you know, it's not two point salady. There's only like a few ways to score points. And I just like the trees on the table. So it was really <laughs> pretty and fun. If anyone's interested in bonsai trees, I think this would be the game for you. But <laughs> is it light? It's a very light game, but it did take a while to play. So I think... One of my favorite uh, YouTube channels is Watch It Played. It's it's hosted by Rodney Smith, and he actually mm -hmm. has a Watch It Played for uh, Bonsai, and it's very easy to understand. You don't even need to read the rules when you watch his tutorial. About 20 minutes on YouTube to learn via Rodney Smith and about uh, an hour playtime just because it's so long. But I also think it would be shorter if you played with more people. We played with two, 
and mm. with four people the tiles would run out quicker so mm. it might go faster with four people so mm-hmm. yeah played Donner Dinner Party and this is a social deduction and deception game so you're the Donner Party famous party that got lost in the mountains and ate each other (laughs) so the premise is that just like with any social deception game you start in two teams and you're like the regular people and the people who are secretly cannibals like apparently they were cannibals to start with, like before they were. Oh my e- gosh! You're even in a desperate <laughs> situation. Um, so you've got you've got these two groups, and you start with no information at all, and uh, other than the t- the cannibals know who each other is, and then every day there is a camp leader. You get to play these cards that are the food that you found while out in the woods. So you, maybe you found some squirrels. Maybe you found a rabbit. Or maybe you didn't find anything. Or maybe you have some medicine to share. Or maybe you're going to put in some poison because you're, you're a bad, terrible cannibal. So everybody puts in their cards. Uh, the team leader is allowed to look at one person's card. So what, what are they putting into the pot? And that's the only information that anybody has. Um, That's the only way to gather information in the whole game. Just like with something like um, Secret Hitler, if somebody puts in like an empty-handed, you don't don't contribute any food. If you're empty-handed, then you can make the argument, oh, I didn't have any other choices. It was between like two empty hands and a poison. So I put in an empty hand. Um, So it's not guaranteed that a person who is empty-handed is a cannibal, but... At the end of that day, you add up all the cards, see how much food there is, and if there isn't enough food for everybody, you have to eat someone. And this... Oh my gosh, this sounds great. Well, this part I thought was ridiculous because even the non-cannibals still have to eat someone. The only difference is that we're trying to eat the cannibals, but for some reason that doesn't make us cannibals. Um, so at the end, at the end, kind of does. Yeah. If, if you don't, (laughs) if you don't have enough food, you have to vote on somebody to eat. You can't choose not to eat someone. You have to eat someone. Uh, so you vote, you eat that person and then, you know, you find out if, if you ate a good guy or if you ate a cannibal. I want to get this for the Halloween game. It's so bad. (laughs) I can't even. It was, it was not like creative as far as these games go it was pretty standard um nothing to write home about the only the only thing i thought was interesting is actually something that is not guaranteed to be in your game which is this card called old tasty and old tasty (laughs) is a card that you can get if you're a cannibal or if you're a, a regular person and if you get it as a i think they're called pioneers if you get it as a pioneer which i did then if the group eats you, you're so delicious that everybody turns into cannibals and the cannibals win automatically. So this is, this is fun. I misunderstood the rules and tried to get people to eat me and succeeded. And then I was like, ha you ate me. I was old tasty. And they're like, no, you weren't supposed to try and get us to eat you. Oh, um, no. So I played it incorrectly. But I do think that there, there's some fun there's some fun interactions to be had with that card if you are old tasty and people are not trusting you and you're like no 
trust me, don't eat me. Like, do not eat me or you'll lose automatically. Or if you're the cannibal and you try and pretend like you're, you're old tasty, that could be interesting to play through. So I like that card, but it is not guaranteed to be in your playthrough. There's like, like a 50% chance that it's going to be there. So interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So um, do you have any thoughts, Damon? I'm a little split on this game because while I like the theme a lot more than its competitors, certainly like the big games in the space are Avalon and Secret Hitler and uh, One Night Ultimate Werewolf. Those are the three big ones right now. It has elements of all three of those things, um, and the theme is more interesting, but it's also more random in each one. It's, it's essentially Secret Hitler, but more random cards added. And that makes it harder to deduce anything that's happening, whether it's player-driven or simply random chance. So the game can play itself to a large extent. And the other thing that thematically makes very little sense is the fact that you can get almost enough food to feed everybody, but then if you can't feed everyone, you throw all the food away. And this was really funny <laughs> to talk about, but mechanically it essentially makes no sense. Like thematically is confusing mm. as to why exactly that's happening. And because it combines with the random chance of not having enough food um, or being randomly poisoned by the game or something, it makes like the player-driven nature of its competitors. I, I like those more only because the, they reduce the idea of werewolf down to its bare components, which is just... Can you tell if someone is lying or not is the only real option. This game, that's not necessarily the question you're asking because in so many cases the question you're asking is, is the game playing us or not? Like, did the game do this or did a person do this? Is, is a big question that's asked over and over and over again. That might change based on player count, but it's, it's entering into a filled space where there's a lot of werewolf games. Mm -hmm. And so, like, standing out is hard, and I find it difficult to place this game if you already have these other games. Or any of them, any of these other mm. games. We also played a game called Stomp the Plank. This is a children's game, <laughs> which I found highly <laughs> enjoyable for some reason. So <laughs> there's not many games that actually use the game box, which I think is clever when they actually do use it. So in this game, you get four elephants and four planks. And the elephants are standing on the ship side, and you add these planks to the box on the bottom side and the bottom side of the box has magnets and when you stick the planks there they have a little bit more of a staying power because of the magnets there so you stick your little elephant there and then it's just a basically children's push your luck game where you flip these cards you can keep pushing your luck and if you have no matching symbols then if you push your luck and keep going the farther you go the more your opponents will have to put in the end of their planks to potentially tip them overboard over the ship. Mm. And if you get the same symbol, then you bust and you have to put little pieces on your own plank and move your guy forward. It's extremely exciting because you don't like some of the magnets seem to defy the laws of physics. It's like you, you keep putting these little wooden pieces on. You're like, how is this magnet still holding all these pieces? Like it doesn't make any sense. And sometimes an elephant will topple with less pieces and then someone adds more pieces to this other elephant and you're like well this one's not toppling what the heck oh, like no. i don't understand what's going on and it's just really thrilling so when the elephants finally fall into the water you know fake water it's not really water it's your table but it's like wow that one really lasted a long time up there didn't he <laughs> so it's a really fun children's game if you have children or just like I don't know. I'm an adult. You always, always say that. It's a really fun children <laughs> game if you have children or if you're like this reviewer and definitely don't. <laughs> I loved it. 
it's really <laughs> cute and yeah i liked it a lot oh so. <laughs> i want to see children actually review these games and see if there's any actual overlap between the games you like and the games children like oh my gosh <laughs> i don't know <laughs> uh we played king's dilemma for the third time fourth time third time three and a half times we've played it a total um, of four times now King's Dilemma we played originally at a convention um, with maybe eight people. It's no longer possible. It's definitely only a five-player game now, maximum. Um, I'm not sure what happens if you play less than five. It seems kind of important to have five from what we're experiencing. It's It calls itself a legacy-like game. It's definitely more like a all-legacy game. Is the most legacy game. There's no more legacy than you could get than this. It's full of stickers. and Why? It's just all stickers and packets and envelopes I mean, the whole box is mostly stickers and envelopes things you can stick in the rule book things you stick on the board things you change the cards sign the cards shred there's even like a little garbage can thing in the box where you can shove cards or throwing away that's crazy games only playable once it's more legacy than any game that's ever been so i don't know why it tries to distance itself from that idea you are nobles houses at the court of the king there's a new king every game a new generation that's a subsequent generation of the previous one and you're just arguing over which direction you want to take the kingdom and the game itself is actually just a series of sliders basically if you played reigns on your phone or on a computer um it's basically that multiplayer it's extraordinarily similar to that game and it's still kind of up in the air whether or not this game has a real it has a story but whether that whether it's a story game is very hard to tell because the actual gameplay has essentially nothing to do with the story and you're just kind of moving sliders up and down to match a goal card you have we knew this going in because we'd played it at the convention we've now played three more times since the game has been released i don't know i don't know how i'm feeling about it i felt better the first game but like it's its mechanics are so at odds with its story and its mechanics are so at odds with your your drive as a player because you don't know how to win the game i can win an individual game but you're supposed to win the, the final game because it's a legacy game. You're supposed to play 15 games. And somehow, someone's going to win this final game, but we don't know how because the rules specifically don't even tell us like what we're trying to achieve or how we're achieving it. So we're getting points, various kinds Weird. of points, but we don't know what those points are going to do. So that's tough. So the, the game is 100% negotiation. Um, all you're doing. Oh, fun. All you're doing fun. is negotiating. And the reason that originally when we played it uh, at the convention, I didn't like it is because I was negotiating and playing like a character, but all that the character is trying to do is push up or down these little tracks on a board. So I'm like making up reasons. I'm like, I don't think we need to research this because reasons, but the real reason is I have a card that says I want this number to go down. And it wasn't, like, it was weird and, and not the most fun. It was a lot more fun to play with friends. I'll say that. Like, we, now that we're playing with friends, it's definitely more fun to get into it and have these characters. And, uh, but Damon is right. It's really hard to tell what you're trying to do long term. Like, inside of each game, you have this card that says, what you're trying to do. So maybe you want all of the numbers to go really high, or you want all of the numbers to go really low, or you want all of the numbers to be right in the middle. Like it, it isn't thematic, it's just these go up or down or stay or 
you want them to be extremes or whatever. None, none of it is like you want, like you value intelligence or you, you know, nothing like that. So you've got this like completely abstract goal and then you have your house and all of the houses are slightly different and have slightly different goals. So that's where your personality comes from. Like my house is the, the really militant one. So I really want military to be up most of the time. But if I get a card that wants everything to go down, then for that one game, I want everything to be down, including military. So you're just constantly shifting what you want and trying to figure out a way to make it fit with like the character that you've developed for yourself. The, the game itself is really funny. It says like you might be discussing things that are really touchy subjects and might get very serious. And it's like, oh my God, what are we going to be discussing? And it's like, there's a slave. Would you like to free her or would you like to leave her be and oh keep, you know, and keep a, and keep a good um, trade relationship with this nation, you know? And it's like, okay, we're not going to get into fights about this. We will get into fights about people taking your side or not but we're not going to get into fights about the actual like content of the <laughs> of the game so i don't know it's it's interesting you do sticker the board at least like twice every single game and you get to open envelopes like three or four times every game so for people who like that this is just like it just keeps on coming you're gonna love it <laughs> but it is it's not it is only a game of discussion. There's no game outside of talking to each other. So hmm. you just need to be aware of that. I don't find that talking is necessarily important, though. It, it's happening because, and it sends our games a lot, where the game, I can't remember how long it says the games are on the box, but I think it sends us about an hour a game. Mm-hmm. Hours are definitely lasting more like two hours a game due to the amount of talking. Well, uh, the talking is required if you're trying to get people on your side. Well, yeah, but the amount of role playing, the amount of talking is arguably more than our actual Congress. Uh, <laughs> we, we certainly argue a lot over trying to get people onto our side when most of that is dictated by these little shields and coins that you're passing yeah. back and forth to try and get your little side passed. But a lot of that argument goes over like, don't you want to see a sticker? Do you really want to win the game or do you want to see stickers? Which is the same kind of thing we ended up talking about when we were playing Seafall, another competitive legacy game. The exact same thing we got into when we started playing Risk Legacy, another right. legacy game. It's like, was, well, we could let really our people starve. Or do you actually want to see stickers? Right. Uh, do we... you really want to win or do you want to sign a card? Right. Because winning isn't fun. Signing a card is fun. And that's <laughs> a core issue with a lot of these legacy, well, all of these competitive legacy games. Yeah. The game itself is not fun. It's just signing cards, doing stickers, like leaving impacts is what what is actually fun about the game because winning means nothing except in this game sometimes you sign things and they're terrible but are they because how do you win you're forced to s- well you know yeah we don't win? know we don't, don't know, know exactly how to win. i know who is on top <laughs> how many more games do you have well we've only played three so 12 you have no idea what 12 oh, there's 12 yeah. oh my god you've got to play you're supposed to play 15 games so just like any other Jeez. legacy game yeah, we'll see. We'll see if we make it. But um, I mean, I I'm having fun. I think it's fun, but also it's infuriating. <laughs> yeah, you're always you're always so angry at the end of every I'm game. I'm so angry. Yeah, I am. I am so angry because I'm just, why I'm just though? What's going I'm, on? I'm winning, but because I'm losing. Because I'm playing. I'm working so hard to try and get something done, 
And I like, I <laughs> nothing gets accomplished. And naturally, I naturally want to do good things, right? So I always yeah. take the cards. If I can, I'll take the cards that say, like, you want these numbers to go up. You want the kingdom to be happy, right? And so I take those cards. And so the whole game, I'm arguing against people who obviously they like Damon is always like I want I want to see the state burn I want to I see the state burn I want to be really every time here. he says this that has absolutely nothing to do with me and everything to do with the cards I have yes. that will not change game to game because they have my name on them right right I did not choose any of this and so the game just told me to do it and I just do it right so then Damon is like oh we'll just let our people starve whatever and I'm like how can you say that why are you on this council if you're not taking care of the people and I get really angry and I spend all my money trying to bribe people and I, sp I spend all of it trying to bribe Damon and one of the other players and, and neither of them care about anything and it's just infuriating because then after doing all this wheeling and dealing I do not win <laughs> I do really bad and um, yeah it's, it's infuriating I don't... That sounds more like real diplomacy and real life. Exactly. So. I kind of... Exactly, yeah, right? Yeah. I kind of feel like, like, I wonder if this is what it's like to and be if, in if Congress. Round, yeah, it's I'm sure like, it is, which horrific. is why I'm more intrigued. If each round are it's shorter horrific. and more variable, that would be something. But when they're so long, saying 14 times in a row, I don't care about anything, burn the state, is really tiring i'm sure it's tiring to listen to it is it's it's infuriating damon why don't you care about the state the game, <laughs> Come on. The game explicitly told me i don't care about the state except you're you're actively choosing the but you can be choosing the cards that make you care about the state i can't choose cards you can choose the the goal card but why would i choose a goal card that was against the goals on my character i don't know because you're bored See, you like, try this something is a else? horrible reason to do anything. <laughs> like, it neither wins the game nor plays the role. It's a weird game. It's like, you cannot... It sounds like something I'd like to play, actually. You cannot like care fun. about winning the game. You can't. Because it'll you'll just be so angry the whole time. It sounds similar to that Parks and Rec episode where Andy asks for lines. <laughs> and, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's um. If you want to see if you're cut out for politics, maybe this is a good game for you. <laughs> I would love to play this game, but it's. I just looked up online. It's very expensive. I don't know if I want to spend that. Much money yes, on, so. yeah. Our friend bought it at a discount, and he beforehand he was like, "Would you play this with me?" We're like, "Oh, I don't know." He's like, "I'm not gonna buy it unless somebody's gonna play with Someone me more than one it. time." So. So we said no, and he bought it anyways. Oh. <laughs> that was that, there's there's some pressure there's some pressure to to play through it because he bought it but i think there's some pressure to play through it because it's in our house there yeah <laughs> it is in our house oh, he, it's in your well he's How just leaving it it's a big box yeah because it, it's yeah. it's almost entirely envelopes there's at least 50 envelopes in there the last thing we played was cash and guns cash and guns we played before a long time ago cash and guns is an old game it feels old <laughs> I kind of didn't remember it feeling as old as it is. It's got that kind of whacked out late 90s feeling. Mm. I own this game. I haven't played it in a long time, though. Yeah. It's not. I mean, I love the idea of these giant foam guns and splitting up loot, but it's just not great. And part of that is just that you have to point your gun at people every round. You just point your guns and split up money, point your guns and split up money. Because you yeah. have to point your guns, it doesn't like actually have any tension. 
because you know there's going to be a gun. Mm. You always know there's going to be a gun at you, and you always know you're going to be pointing a gun. You mm-hmm. Maybe there won't be a gun at you this round, but like you're going to have to point your gun at somebody, even if you don't really want to. So. And it can't be yourself. It says that in the rules specifically. <laughs> oh, yeah, like that. Right. <laughs> uh, they've also ruined it by adding these little orange tips to the guns. The guns really should just be all black like they used to be. <laughs> The mechanics of the game are fine. Like, it works fine, but given that it's just kind of a wacky party game with guns, there are a lot of other similar, like, I cut, you choose kind of games that are both faster and more fun. And the, like, rules and the the actual rules for the guns and the ideas of the guns are kind of nebulous. You just kind of point your guns all at the same time, hopefully, and work it out. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I think that it's it's like a perfect halfway point between for sale and diamond and i like both of those games more (laughs) yeah the guns should really elevate it but because everyone has them all the time and will point them all the time it doesn't really do anything yeah yeah it's meh it's like meh whatever (laughs) it also has elimination it does somebody got that's a problem yeah somebody got killed in our game really early i didn't remember that yeah and he left he left like the party he's like all right see you later (laughs) the game did keep going for like the game kept going for like 25 minutes yeah uh yeah i forgot about the player elimination so yeah Yeah. catching guns not yeah when i put it when I think about it that way, if I'd have been killed the first round, yeah, it was yeah, definitely sucked. not a fan. That not great. It was better the first time because we hadn't played as many of these kinds of games. Yeah, for sale is is better and very similar in in some aspects, and Diamant is similar in like the the social component and is much better. Yeah. That's everything we played. Um, if you want to find a yeah. list of all of the games we just mentioned, you can find them uh, in the podcast notes below or on our website, which is playdnapodcast.com. And as always, play safe, play often. We'll see you next time.